Normally I go places where they're feeding. Uh, coffee's important in the morning. And then I try to get some sunlight and get better down before it gets cold. Listening to the Art Town Reno podcast on KWNK LP 97.7 FM in Reno, Nevada. You just heard Merlin living along the Truckee River. We've noticed more and more old men living alone unhoused here outside in the biggest little city. So we wanted to walk up to a few and hear more about their predicament. For Merlin, his wife died recently and then he lost the home they were living in. We will also hear from George, a former caretaker in San Francisco, who became unhoused when his former boss passed away. Lastly, we will hear from Jeff, a former chiropractor who fell on hard times with gambling problems, health issues, and also two divorces. All three men avoid the Nevada CARES campus, and they'll explain why. I'm your host, Nico Columbant, the coordinator of Our Town Reno, which includes this podcast. First a word from our sponsor and then back to this week's episode on old men unhoused in Reno. Welcome. Hello. We are the Reno's Media Lab. Media Lab. Podcasts. Client services. Special projects. Documentaries. We are a production center at, at the, the Reynolds, Reynolds School, School of Journalism. Journalism. The Reynolds Media Lab. Media Lab. Media Lab. My wife passed away and I found out that she hadn't made a house payment in like 42 months. And I called the mortgage company and I was like, hey, can I get the same deal? And they're like, what? And I go, she didn't make a payment for 42 months. I said, you know, now that she's gone, I said, can I get 42 months free? They're like, no, we're going to put it up for auction. You'll be out in 90 days. And I was like, all right, whatever. And now here I am. So, um, see, I go to St. Vincent's for my hygiene stuff. I go up to Evelyn Mounts to take a shower about every third day because they're charging 10 bucks now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my laundry I do on Fridays at the laundromat down here. It's free. Uh, you get to you get to know all the free shit. You know, it's like, you know, this guy this guy works for 18.50 an hour and he's got as much money in his pocket right now as I do in mine and I don't work. And I got $2.82. So, you know, it's like, why go to work for, he goes to work 12 hours a day, four days a week. It's like, crazy and he lives in the park so what what does that tell you well, i haven't been to the homeless shelter because the lady that worked there that works for the county now she said if by all means if you don't have to go there don't go there it's horrible but i haven't been there so i don't know firsthand she just said she just told me you know she was my caseworker way back three years ago and i saw her at the senior center she's just like if you don't have to go there don't go there but you know if you have to go there then then it, you know, it's covered, it's warm, da-da-da. Other than that, if you don't have to be homeless, don't be. Seriously, it's a, it's a... I mean, there's a lot of people that wouldn't last two days in my shoes, you know? 
No, you get to get used to not having a social life because half these people you don't want to talk to and the other half, you know, they, if they're talking to you, they're, they're, they're looking at, you know, my stuff. They're, they're trying to see what they could take if I, if I close my eyes. You know, people are people. We're not, we're not all bad. All the homeless aren't, aren't creeps and, and, and thieves and, and, you know, people have a, 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 a per se about what homeless are. And it's like, you know what, you got it wrong. You know, some of us are people that are just down and out for a minute, you know. I don't need your three fucking dollars. You know, I don't need you to give me a sandwich. I just need you to leave me alone for a minute and let me be. You know, that's it. Next on this episode of Old Men Living Unhoused in Reno is George. He used to be a caretaker in San Francisco. He explains why he also avoids the CARES campus. His interview is by Will Baker. I was the caretaker for an old gentleman, and I, I, I cared for his home and, and helped him do things, everything. And I lived there 22 years. And I, when he died, I died. I've been out here ever since. And it's been rough, man. When you get out here, it's a whole different ball game, buddy. And I was there in San Francisco. I had it made. And he was a dear, dear old man. He helped me tremendously. And, and, and when he died, I, it, I was dead. You've got no home no more. No more home. Before you know it, you wind up on the streets and stuff. But I'm 73 years old now. I can't, I can't do hardly nothing. I, 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 I lived in San Francisco 22 years. And they had a doc. They made a documentary about the runaway kids that would come to San Francisco and go to Golden Gate Park and live in the park there. They would find these kids camping in the park, and they called the parents. And the parents said, "Keep them. We don't want them. We can't do nothing with them. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't want them no more." When you live out here, you'll find out real quick. <laughs> you suffer out here, man. It, it, this is like suffering, really. It ain't no place to be. Not on the street. I don't care where you're at. New York, whatever. This is just the streets are just no good. I'm gonna tell you something. They got a shelter here called Carriage Campus. That place is so filthy and nasty. I've been in it. And that place is not fit for an animal. I'm serious. Just crazy people everywhere. It should be an asylum. It really should. <laughs> That's what they should have made it, an asylum. <laughs> I'm serious. And I quit going there, and I said, no way. I'm not living like this. I die here on the street before I live like that anymore. I would. I tell you, I don't like it here. I don't like the homeless here. They're rude. 
They're mean. I don't like them. I don't like the homeless here. And uh, a lot of them are just mean. Here in Reno. Reno's not a good town to be homeless in. Not at all. But no, I ain't going back to that show. I'm not going back there, no matter what happens. I'm not going that place. You, they got houses, but you got to wait forever to get on it. Until someone dies or something. They might get a spot. And I tell you another thing, there's a lot of dope coming through here. It's called fentanyl. It's, it's running these people nuts. I'm telling you this. It'll kill you. It's, it's killed a few people. Like fentanyl. It's a very dangerous drug. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very dangerous drug. take a break now with a word from two Reno podcasts you should also be listening to. Do you want to keep up on what's happening in the local art community? Double Scoop always has the scoop on that. Want to know which exhibitions, parties, and other art events are happening this weekend? Follow us on Instagram at Double Scoop Nevada and listen to KWNK 97.7 FM for our Short Scoop Art Events Roundup. If you're an artist and you're looking for places to show your work, we have lots of opportunities listed right now. To find them, visit doublescoop.art slash events and filter for Call for Artists. If you'd like to follow all of our art news and meet local artists, you can sign up for our email lists at doublescoop.art. Do you like podcasts? Well, we have a podcast from you. This is Sean from Up in the Mix. This is Delafoto. Do you like to get into uh, random wormholes of conversation? Do you like to learn about the culture from sneakers to hip-hop music to basketball? Then we have a podcast just for you. We have one called Up in the Mix. It is available on all streaming platforms from Spotify to Apple. Check us out, upinthemix.live on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Salud! This is the Artan Reno Podcast. I'm your host, Nico Columbant. Today we're listening to old men who are unhoused in Reno and sharing their story. They all avoid the CARES campus. Jeff is in his 60s. He's gotten through bad divorces, a gambling problem, and health issues. And now he's trying to get his life back on track and re-become a chiropractor as he used to be. He lives in an unregistered car, but is hoping to work again to get a place and to regain custody of his 15-year-old son. His interview is by Jalen Robinson. There was a month where I couldn't pay rent, right? Before COVID, it was like that December. Uh, And I I was going to by the end of the month, but they couldn't do it fast enough for him. They kicked me out. That was a trucking river. Oh, wow. Terrace apartments there on 1st Street. Um, so they kicked me out. And I went, and right away, I, I, that was a, I was 60 years old. Um, for the first time in my life, I was homeless. And I walked over to the park there and slept under the 
block bridge in the middle of winter with barely a blanket. Yeah. That was it was pretty miserable. Uh, wondering what the hell happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> Places are supposed to hold your stuff for 30 days, your belongings. Yeah. And I had a lot of stuff, a lot of nostalgic stuff. Uh-huh. A lot of nice expensive stuff, but and then mostly what I cared about was the nostalgia, the stuff the kids made for me and yeah. stuff through the years. And I went back on, I tried contacting the manager there mm-hmm. for uh, like a week before that 30 days was up and she, nobody would answer. And that never happened. They'd always answer when I lived there. So she knew it was me calling. She didn't want to communicate. Yeah. And then it, so I went there in person two days before the 30 days. I said, where's my stuff? I, I'm ready to get it. You know, you're supposed to yeah. uh, hold it for me so I can come and rent a truck and yeah. get it out. Well, she she said, it's gone. We tossed it. Um, so I went and, I, and then COVID came right after that. I was still, I didn't have a car at the time. I didn't have that one. I didn't have a roof over my head at all. I stayed at the shelter for a couple of weeks. Didn't like that. Just, Bugs all over. Yeah, I bet. Oh, I started feeling like one of the inmates. I ended up getting this car eventually, and uh, it's not—it's not registered. It didn't have the title. I'm still trying to get that taken care of. But I, my driver's license had expired. I didn't drive for a while. Yeah. Because of my disability and my hand being there. So I started getting better. I did a lot of walking. I've been doing a lot of walking. I have feeling back. Uh, I've been working. I got all my continuing education credits to get relicensed again because every year you, healthcare workers have to have so many CEs to mm-hmm. maintain their license. So I had to catch up with that. Got about 36 of those caught up. And uh, all I got to do is take the, uh, give it to them, the board and, uh, uh, of Nevada and, and uh, get fingerprinted because uh, all the healthcare workers have to, I guess, with, with the board uh, to prove it's you. Um, so now, after all of that, what's your plan? So I'm planning on getting and on uh, get, well, getting a place first. Uh, I'm going to check out some apartments. Uh, yeah, I got a lot to do, and then uh, once I get the place and get settled, I want. My son to live with me. My awesome. daughter will probably stay where she is because of her age. Mm-hmm. But I want my son. My son has been wanting to live with me from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I never could take him. Now he's felt so had so much guilt over that and regret for some of my choices. Sure, it'll make up for all the things that you've done. He yeah. can be able to live with you. Yeah. Um, that being said. How is, uh, I gotta ask, how is living in that car? Uh, living in the car, um, not as bad as you would think. You, you, humans are pretty resilient in mm-hmm. situations. I adapted after a while. I mean, first couple weeks of being homeless, sleeping under the bridge, um, I was beside myself, I was like an empty shell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just uh, cried every night. Uh, but you, you start to strengthen and, and find out ways and to get out of it. And, um, 
Yeah, I did naturally. It naturally makes you become more of a street person. I know a lot of the street people. Really? And uh, a lot of good people. I bet. There's a lot of very smart people. <laughs> oh, I bet. Trust me. Uh, that came from fairly decent backgrounds. Backgrounds. Yeah. And so now, now that you've discussed kind of your friends in the community as far as all the people that have been living on the streets, um, what has Reno done in order to, I don't know, help? Or what they have they not done? Like uh, lack of? They've hel- the children's cabinet helped me with my CE credits. They... Uh, had a program where they tried to help me get off disability, mm-hmm. so they paid for those, and those would have been a couple thousand dollars or something if I had paid. And uh, I just got to pay. It's going to be like 750 bucks for my application fee to get relicensed, mm-hmm. and that's about it and the fingerprinting. So I'm hope, hope by the end of the year I'm hoping to have my license back and maybe be in practice somewhere or. I gotta start out small again, portable table, you know. <laughs> but um, then, um, what else? I plan on uh, uh, when I get a place, get my practice, get back to work, get my son. I'll have to go to the court for that. He's 15, so mm-hmm. but he can, uh, as long as he tells the judge at that age uh, where he wants to be, uh, the judge will give him to me, and that will. For until he's 18, he still receives that SSDI supplement from mm-hmm. me. But I will get that once he's turned over to me. That will give me 900 bucks more a month to get a better apartment with a room for him. You see, yeah. then I, I one of the things that's held me back so long is I could only afford uh, my SSDI um, studios. And I couldn't go and tell the judge I'm going to bring my kid in. He wouldn't let me do that with the studio. Um, but he would if I had a room for him. And not, so it's a catch-22. You have to, I have to get a place with a room to get him, but I can't afford it. it you know, it's, you can't. There was no place to start. And so I just kind of wandered around and stayed homeless for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Got the car finally, got some shelter. It's okay. It's not, not registered. And the DMV has been slow on getting me my license. They uh, want, uh, want me to take the drive test because it's been so long. So, gotcha. and, they're, and they're a couple months, like two months behind. And oh, wow. I didn't know that. So I got to reschedule it. I had to cancel the last one because um, of some things that came up. But, yeah, but. So that's where I'm at. It's just a, lot, just a lot of things, a lot of bad things happening all at once. Like Murphy's big... Murphy's Law. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you sharing your story and, I mean, talking about it. I know that's probably a lot for you to, you know, kind of re- retrace your steps. With that being said, I appreciate your yeah. time today. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this Our Town Reno podcast episode. Here we have stories about gentrification, life on the streets, the affordable housing crisis. Find us on Facebook at Artown Reno, at ourtownreno.com, and on Instagram at Biggest Little Streets. Check back in for next week's episode or delve into our archives and remember, help each other out.